outside 29 G5 Seaside I've been losing friends and finding peace But honestly that sound like a fair trade Yes sir Yes sir Solo episode once again It's your boy uh, holding it down for the, the squad. We, uh, Paulie was celebrating, um, his birthday this weekend. So shout out Paulie. Happy birthday. I uh, hope you had a great time. Hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, you are recovering now. Um, and now it's, uh, it's, it's the Kyle show. It's the no one asked for pod, uh, with the no one asked for host. And we're going to get right into it. Let me be honest with you guys. This is going to be a nerd-heavy episode. We're talking video games and with a little bit of music. So if you want to stick around, um, you're not getting any takes at all whatsoever about the Jets. We have All In with Kevin Lewis for that. We have the Middle Initial Podcast with Jude A. Jackson, Kevin Lewis, and Andrew L. Case. I have to get Kevin's middle name or initial, whatever, so I can at least fill that out because it is the middle initial pod. You can't be up there without a middle initial. It's a crime. Um, I'm calling federal agents uh, on Kevin Lewis. So let's get right into it, guys. Deathloop is the talked about game. It's coming out tomorrow. I'm excited. For, I wasn't even looking at this game originally. I wasn't even, you know, I, I saw it, it was made by Arcane Studios. It looked it looked pretty cool. It was one of those sh- kind of first person shooters. And I was sitting here like, you know, how does it how's it going to separate itself? So let me let me read you the summary that it is posted on Metacritic before we get into kind of the reviews. If at first you don't succeed, die, die again. From the team at Arcane Lion comes an innovative take on first person action. Deathloop transports players to the lawless island of Black Reef in an eternal struggle between two extraordinary assassins. Explore stunning environments and meticulously design levels in an immersive gameplay experience that lets you approach every situation any way you like. Hunt down targets all over the island in an effort to put an end to the cycle once and for all. And remember, if at first you don't succeed, die, die again. So, right off the bat, I mean, it doesn't really tell you much. It just tells you that it's in an endless cycle. That, to me, sounds like a roguelike. Um, a lot of people, if you're aware of a roguelike, it's basically a continuously cycle of repeating where you get as far as you can. If you die, you reset, but you'll have upgrades over time that allow you to become more stronger and, and allow you to get a little further. And then it's also luck at the draw. It's really RNG-based, right? So if you go um, have a run where you're just going to get like crap weapons, like, uh, for example, Returnal, that lives and dies by the weapons you get, to be honest with you. Returnal is a uh, PS5 exclusive roguelike. Um, it's a very good game, fun, um, but the problem with it is that, it, again, like I think roguelikes for me are just kind of questionable in general where you have to really just get lucky. I, I don't like the idea of just wasting consistently a time. Like There could be a day where you just go straight through and you make no progress because you just kept getting bad runs. That's it's shitty. That's not fun for me. Um, but Deathloop now has caught my attention because of the reviews it is getting, starting off with a 10 out of 10 from IGN, which is just almost unheard of to, to be honest, they, they very rarely give out tens. Um, and reading through some of these reviews on Metacritic right now, it's getting a lot of tens. It's currently holding at an 88. So it's kind of one of those, there's a lot of highs and then there's a few people down there at the low. It kind of just, you know, balances it out a little bit in terms of that, but only 14 reviews in, but from the early release window here, I'm hearing it is awesome. Uh, it's very unique. It sounds unique. If you remember the synopsis I read, read off to you, it sounds very unique, very interesting, very cool premise. Uh, you know, ta- how do you develop the roguelike genre? How do you take it to the next step? 
this sounds like it's kind of taking a bit of that dishonored flavor, throwing it into a roguelike and giving you two badass assassins to play as. Very excited to play it. I'm going to most likely give it a whirl um, this week, I hope. I don't know. Depends on, uh, you know, how, how my Destiny grind goes if I, or if I have time for Destiny this week. And you never know. Life takes you in, in strange paths. Uh, so definitely uh, something I'm looking out for. If you don't have Deathloop on your radar, I think it's probably going to be they're, – they're talking Game of the Year contender. It looks like it might be Game of the Year contender. Uh, let's, let, let's see what it's about. Like I'm, I'm really excited about it now. Um, it wasn't even on my radar until I started seeing the gameplay videos, and I was just like, oh, this shit. This shit looks pretty cool. This, this actually looks like a lot of fun. I feel like I could have a lot of fun. I'm watching a trailer in the background right now. They're going through the upgrades and stuff that you get after – you know, dying and, and stuff like that. And the gunplay so far looks really cool. And there's a lot of cool tr um, abilities you can get. I, I saw them just on the screen right now. You obviously can't see it, but they were like uh, froze an enemy in time of like a rainbow effect. It was, it was pretty cool looking. And it visually looks stunning too. It's a uh, it's a definitely a next-gen looking game taking advantage of the PS5 hardware, which is exclusive on right now, and also Windows PC, which... The PC obviously is going to look way better, but it, it looks it looks stellar from what I've seen. So I'm really excited to give it a try. Now, moving on to Diablo 2 Remastered. I wanted to talk about this a little bit because uh, a good buddy of mine, Alex, Alex, shout out Alex the Great, um, a good friend of mine. We go back 25 years, very long friendship, very up and down friendship as, as those lengthy friendships tend to go. But uh, right now we're on the up. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you guys. Uh, but he was a big Diablo fan. He actually got me into Diablo. So for those of you who don't know what Diablo is, it's basically a um, top-down kind of game, very loot-heavy, very dark as well. It's it, it's like a it definitely deals with demonic entities and stuff like that, and and going and fighting them with your characters. You, it, it's class-based, uh, so you'll have like your paladins and your yeah, I don't know, necromancers, whatever. I, I can't remember what the actual um, ones in Diablo 2 were because it's been so long. But uh, I just remember when I used to hang out with him, he would play it on his old computer way back in the day. Like, we're talking about mid-2000s. He would be playing Diablo 2. He just could not get enough of it. Uh, and I always wanted to play it, but at the time I was never on computer. So I was I never had a computer and whatever. And then by the time I did get a PC, we were, we were on Diablo 3, right? Diablo 3 was out. Uh, it had been out. And I played through that, and I, I absolutely loved it. I fell in love with that franchise genre. So I'm excited to be able to take that step back, uh, go back and play Diablo 2 in a, in a much higher uh, resolution, better fidelity and graphics and stuff like that. I honestly have not seen anything on it outside of the, the early trailers, which means to tell me it's probably a very faithful remaster. It's probably very much sticking to what made Diablo 2 great. They're not probably not changing much. They're, like. Recently, remasters have been sort of changing the overall uh, concept of the game. Not that concept, but how the, the how the story flows to the conclusion. Like Resident Evil 2, very recently received a no, 2018, it's three years now, re received a, a remaster that basically fundamentally changed a lot of the main story, but it also made it more fluid. Now, the question that came out of it is that the ending was kind of different from how the original ending ended so people were wondering is that canon is that canon so i'm kind of curious to see how diablo 2 comes out is it going to be is there going to be any fundamental changes or is this going to be a very faithful remaster very excited to dive into it. i'm probably going to pick that up for playstation i'm not going to lie to you guys um i'm not a big fan of uh different launchers on computers so i would have to download 
split battle net and i just am not interested in doing that i don't want to have like 400 things and i'm also like an achievement hunter as well like i like to get those trophies and stuff so uh there's no achievements on battle net so you can absolutely fuck right off with that if you know what i mean um now i just wanted now now that we've kind of talked about those uh two games that are very much on my radar right now and this coming out this month by the way death loop september 14th by the time you're listening to this episode it is out it's about it's ready to go uh diablo 2 september 23rd so definitely keep those on your radar if you're into those kind of games um moving on i want to kind of talk about the not immediate release window but stuff that's coming out pretty soon in terms of like we have battlefield 2042 i'm very excited for those of you who don't know me uh i'm a huge battlefield fan i've always been i've always gotten the you know the the releases i think it's every two three years they've dropped a release i've always been first in line always log in day one and love the battlefield franchise love that large-scale warfare feel um the 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 explosive environments the destructions uh just tank play and 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 aerial play there's so much that can go on that's why it it, it's kind of weird that they it people are like well it's just really multiplayer and there's there have been campaigns over the time but the campaigns have just been kind of like whatever they've existed i think the multiplayer has really been the, the sweet spot and a lot of people are like you know at 70 you're playing 60 bucks for just a multiplayer game but at the end of the day i think that multiplayer experience changes every time you play it right you're not going to get the same exact experience it's similar like if you think about call of duty right and you you play call of duty over and over and over it's the same it, the maps don't really change uh you're getting the exact same experience over and over and over again it, the only thing that's changing is that you're being challenged in different ways from different uh players right so when it comes to battlefield the thing that changes is sometimes these buildings are getting leveled sometimes you know the the environment changes because of the way the destruction works and that's why i thought it was always a more unique thing and then there's there's obviously vehicles as well so you have to counter tanks you have to counter aircraft choppers planes uh jets it's all that stuff so it's always a different experience every time you load up the game which is why i've always had a sweet spot for battlefield uh can be overwhelming at times obviously because you're you're doing like 64 versus 64 players you're having 128 people in one game it's it can get very overwhelming um the other thing is uh people play there it's it's also class based right so if you if you launch in as a medic right if people are looking for you like revive me i am down so you know it's very uh it's very unique in that way right so and then the next thing that i'm super excited for and i know this is this goes back for me right like we're we're talking nostalgia through the roof and 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 kind of been a part of when i grew up and how i grew up is is halo infinite right no secret i love halo i grew up on halo halo one two three i my my you know one of my first not my first game consoles but one of my i guess third at this point right i i I played um the old original xbox i remember this giant freaking brick and it used to sit on my this little dresser in my bedroom and i used to just pop in all these different games these new games i used to like i used to play jet set radio future uh then we had fable which really is a, a near and dear game to my heart as well i don't know if you've ever played it if you haven't please give it a try that game was way ahead of its time um the remaster is out on xbox 360 i and it's backwards compatible so give it a give it a try but i used to i remember popping in halo not knowing anything about it i just had a friend at the time tell me it is a it's a cool game it's a very unique game and uh the rest is history right i opened that game up and i did not stop playing it i remember 
uh, it was summer uh, that that year, and I remember just not even leaving the house that day because I was just running through it and having the best time of my life. And that's probably a, the lamest story you've ever heard, but Halo really um, holds a special place in my heart. So that's why every time they have a Halo release come up, you know, it always has my attention, right? So Halo Infinite. They just had the technical test a couple months ago, or I feel like it's a couple months ago. Maybe it was one or two months ago, but looks beautiful. It, they, they definitely revamped their approach um, ter- in terms of how they're going to approach this game. They're, they're trying to get back to the roots. They're making it while, while Halo 5 Guardians kind of stepped away in terms of multiplayer. They went more for the Call of Duty type of fast-paced whatever it was i think the thing about halo was that it was a very unique experience in terms of how combat flowed um the way characters interacted in terms of the damage the health and 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 how you had to be and and that the weapons kind of all had uh their own ttks and stuff like that where you had to get used to them and understand how they worked and within the environment which allowed you to have this relatively high skill gap so that's why it was special so um halo 5 kind of did away with that it made the it made the combat fear very wonky uh it wasn't as enjoyable I, I i usually put a lot of time into the halo games when i played halo 5 guardians i think i played 15 matches total over the course of like a, a week and i was just like ah i'm out not even worth it and the story stunk and apparently it's not even canon now they're they're kind of uh retconning it so but halo infinite looks stellar uh it had gone through a very tumultuous development cycle so gotta hold your breath a little bit when it comes out because that development cycle will probably have had some issues come up and they're trying to get it out as soon as possible i know originally it was supposed to come out holiday 20 2020 they had to push it back because the uh tech demo that released with or that they showed on stage looked absolutely abysmal uh looked like an xbox 360 game and people were like this is not good you guys need to shelve this they went back to the lab i think they fired a couple people who who were in charge or a couple people left so a very tumultuous development cycle, but nonetheless, what, what we saw recently looked insanely good, uh, very well polished, looks like a lot of fun. And from the technical test that I've heard, the feedback is that it is a very fun, very fluid game um, with some new weapons, very cool weapons. Uh, and I'm very excited to try it. We're, I mean, December 8th, it comes out. Multiplayer is free to play. So if you don't feel like buying the, the campaign, guys, multiplayer is free to play. Give it a shot. It's going to be it's going to be fucking kick ass. And I can't wait. Um, in the same realm, so a lot of you may n- may not know this, but Bungie, the studio, originally made Halo 1, 2, 3, and Reach. They're responsible for the yeah, – we're going to call it what it is. They're responsible for the better portion of the Halo franchise. Uh, they, they broke off at some point went on to make Destiny 1 uh, and then eventually the follow-up to Destiny 2. Now, if we're talking about games that also have a special place in my heart, Destiny 2 and well, the Destiny franchise – is right up there it's the it was my second love after halo um and in being able to play that for <laughs> like i guess i got right out of college and i was destiny one had just launched it was kind of a very weird time in life because um you know that post-college life you're not sure what the hell you're doing um and then i kind of stuck with that franchise for however long it's been out now i'm on i'm on we're on destiny 2 it's it's in its fourth year they just celebrated their fourth year of destiny 2 which is crazy to me because I don't even know where time's flying, but the Destiny 2 recently announced the Witch Queen expansion. So for those not keeping up with Destiny, there's a very long narrative that goes on over multiple seasons in the game uh, that is finally paying off. They, they, were, they were moving towards this kind of experimental seasonal model 
Uh, they didn't know what to do with it. It was a lot of content to figure out, but they started getting a narrative down season-wise that is absolutely becoming like an Avengers kind of escalation, right? So now the Witch Queen expansion is going to be kind of this culmination of a story that they've been telling over the course of two years now, two to three years, uh, that I think is going to be an absolutely kick-ass payoff, and I, I just cannot wait to get into that 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 expansion and kind of just really go through the the new content because every time a new, new destiny expansion comes out i feel like i lose two weeks of my life because i'm just i'm just straight up in the game just freaking playing the crap out of it staying up till 11 o'clock and 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 you know i gotta get up to the gym and to work in the morning and then you know my girlfriend's over here like can you turn the tv off and i'm like i know I, just one more just one more uh match just one more of this this that and the third I, I'll, I'll warn her in advance, guys. I'll warn her in advance that it's coming out. <laughs> I'm sure she knows by now, generally, by the hype level I have when the trailers are releasing and then they have the kind of the press conferences and stuff like that. But moving from that expansion, right, this is, you know, if you haven't played Destiny, and this is kind of why I wanted to, to segue here, is if you have not played Destiny, Destiny 2 is in such a great spot in terms of content things to do overall uh gameplay wise and it feels really good like if you have not tried it guys i recommend getting into it i remember give, giving it a go it, it can be overwhelming I, I currently have two friends kind of getting into it now um they don't know much about it and i've been i've been trying to help them through it right so it, it is a little overwhelming at first there's a lot there is a lot to do because of how long the game's been out but if you once you get into it it is it is such a great awesome game and it's uh it's a pleasure to play it you know every now like pretty frequently i play it you know multiple times a week especially with buddies it's a ton of fun it is it's in the best spot i think it's ever been in uh and it's it's going to get even better i think with witch queen it's going to be probably uh at the at an even even higher even higher bar it's it's at, a, it's at the highest bar it's been at i think it's going to be even a higher bar going above that and it's now's now's the time guys hop in enjoy it it's a ton of fun now this is going to be kind of a short episode, right? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of barreling through these topics, kind of giving you guys my thoughts and stuff like that. I just wanted to give uh, – kind of move away from the video game talk now. I just wanted to kind of talk about you know upcoming albums. Um, specifically, what I'm very excited for is Lil Nas X. He comes out next Friday – or no, the 17th. Excuse me. He comes out the 17th. He's had a couple songs kind of come off of that album that have really caught my, uh, caught my ear. And I, I, I think he's kind of our uh, – He's kind of the Lady Gaga of, of rap in a way, right? He, he's always got a knack for finding hits, making hits. Uh, and I think I think we're going to get a bunch of good tracks off this album. I'm very excited to see how he comes together for a full cohesive project. Because, like, as you guys remember, I, I really kind of uh, go to town on Drake in terms of how he's not able to make a full cohesive uh, album. He did it again with Serve a Five Loverboy. Now, when Drake wants to drop a hit, he drops a hit. Now, that's the thing with Lil Nas X, right? If he wants to make a hit, he makes a hit. Now let's see if he can go ahead and put that into a, a very cohesive, um, kick-ass album. I'm very excited to hear the beat selection. I think there's one song that he's been teasing uh, as like the kind of the title track, uh, or the uh, not the title track, but the main selling point of the album. Or not the main selling point. I don't know how to word it in a in a proper way, but um, there's a track he's been playing on TikTok lately that has just been it's just been stuck in my head, and I can't wait to get the full track to kind of hear how it fleshes out. Uh, it's got a very unique uh, chord progression in terms of, uh, and and then not in terms of, but uh, the way the uh, the background, uh, not um, the beat. The beat's very good, right? And then there's this kind of um, ethereal kind of tone 
that kind of plays in the background that just really hits a, hits a spot for me that makes me kind of just want to fucking jam out in my chair. So I'm very excited about that. I want to hear that in full. I also want to hear what else he's got on that album. Kind of want to hear the story he's telling in full. Just generally excited for it, really. And then uh, upcoming albums overall. I know Travis is probably dropping soon. And as people may know, Travis Scott's one of my favorite artists. Um, I don't know why. It's just... I'm a when it when it comes to music, you know, there's 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 different ways people I think uh, absorb and take in music. For me, I'm very melod. I like the melody kind of stuff. Uh, melodic albums really get to me. They really you know speak to my soul. I, and then I go back and kind of listen to the lyrics and stuff like that, and I pull from it what I want to pull from it. Uh, I'm very excited for this Travis Scott album. I think he's got he's got a tall task following up Astro World, which I think is one of his best projects. Um, I think he's got a very tall task to follow that up, and I, I would kind of like to see him go um, back to where the, a little bit back towards more of the rodeo era, right? Not like not in terms of uh, content, but just in sort of the the, the beat, uh, I guess beat selection, right? There was very trap heavy uh, songs on there, and and I kind of want to see him revisit that a little bit. I think Astro World was a very amazing experimental project and i think there's the same thing with birds in the trap he was very experimental on birds uh but he didn't actually the thing with travis on birds is that he wasn't very much taking over the the song he was kind of just he was just with it he was i i wouldn't say gliding on it right he was just kind of flow he was flowing with it but it wasn't like he wasn't very memorable in that but when you got astro world that's when he became both memorable and, and i think you had those amazing experimental tracks just really um making a difference in that album. So I'm very excited for his next project. Very excited for him to finally you uh, like announce the release date cuz I feel like it's been it's he announced U- Utopia like a year ago, I feel like. Um and normally he does that kind of he'll drop, you know, Butterfly Effect or or a lead track, right? Butterfly Effect was kind of the lead track um that that came out not Butterfly Effect. I'm so stupid. Um Give me a second. Hold on. Now we're going to have to look this up. I don't even remember what song he dropped. Highest in the Room. Jesus Christ, why was that so difficult for me? Highest in the Room, I think, was that uh, um, lead-off single that was going to kind of lead into Utopia, but then we had the pandemic, right, and it kind of delayed things. So I'm very excited to see where that goes. And uh, we're eventually going to get Kendrick at some point, which I think we're kind of in that clear pathway, right, where I think Ken- now now Kanye and, and, and Drake have dropped – I think the, the floor is open for a, a kick-ass fall in in terms of just albums that are going to drop. And I also want to see Post Malone drop an album soon. I've been missing Post Malone. He just, you know, he dropped Motley Crue. It didn't have the staying power, unfortunately. So I think he's uh, he's probably going to drop another single and then the album. But he, he currently, yeah, Motley Crue only has 108 million streams. It dropped when this drop. What what ha- what happened to the good old days when you could just see the freaking release date? But anyway, it, it lost steam, so it, it's kind of it's kind of just there now. I think he's got to drop maybe another song that he think could be a hit off that album just to get the momentum back. We'll see. Uh, and it's the same thing with Travis. I think Travis needs to drop another song to just kind of get that momentum back because uh, I think he had some great momentum with Highest in the Room, and then it just kind of faded because of the pandemic, right? So. Well, I definitely want to see those two drop. And then uh, I kind of want to talk about this Baby Keem album because I didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, I, I didn't even expect this to kind of hit the way it did for me, but I've, I've been listening to it nonstop. For those who don't know, The Melodic Blue, uh, the latest release by Baby Keem, 
um, absolute bangers on this album with incredible production, um, incredible beat selections on there. Baby Keem, I think, sometimes does some very good raps on here with uh, one of my favorite things that he's done. Um, is his ability to have really good melodies. So songs such as Issues uh, and Gorgeous, very good melodies. And then you have the song Coco, which I think is just fantastic in terms of uh, just being straight up in your face. And then you have, the, obviously, the, the banger, uh, Family Ties. Uh, and then there's a sleeper on here. Not uh, not really a sleeper, but uh, Range Brothers is a great track. Until the end, I'm sure you guys have heard it, the meme, top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning. I'm done. I'm over it. He ruins the track right after that pops on. But the, the but the bars that him and Kendrick are trading in the first half, fire. Gas. Absolute gas. You know what I mean? Amazing. <sighs> All right. So this week, uh, Big Bozo Energy. Uh, I, don't, I don't really have one. I'm going to be honest with you guys. You know, we're, we're fresh off uh, – uh, we're fresh off a Jets game, and I've been seeing a lot of hot takes, you know, flying around, you know, people complaining, this, that, and the third. Um, I guess I guess my big bozo is just like, you know, don't let, you know, people – I guess people who let sports dictate their lives, that that, that, that sports are their only personality. And that's that's not to say you can't love sports. Like if that you love sports, man, love it, right? But don't let it affect the way you interact with the humans and, and the people that are in your lives to a degree that it's it's negative. Uh, I think a lot of people, they fall in love with the sport itself, like, you know, football, soccer, whatever, whatever your favorite sport is, right? I think a lot of people fall in love with that stuff, um, and then they let it affect their moods, their mental states. And I used to do that too, right? I when, You know, back when the Jets were on the doorstep of the Super Bowl in 2010, right, I, I, I was depressed for a week, and then, you know, I, I'm not going to get that week back, right? That, that sucks. And so, you know, I, I've with the Jets kind of being bad, it allows me to, it allowed me to kind of disconnect from that mentality of fanhood that I think can be overly negative and a, a bad experience for those who, who let it uh, engulf them, right? So if you could, if you could take one thing away from anything I've said is that try not to let sports give you, dictate your whole life, right? Um, I, I sometimes I'm not good with it either. I like to I like to watch the game when it's on, but you know if somebody says hey let's go do something, you know like, hey go do something, right? I mean that's that's it for me, folks. This is um our last episode of the season. Uh, I have now hosted two solo episodes this season, so you, you could basically call this my podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so we will be taking a break for a week, regrouping. Um, hopefully a new uh, intro song as well this time so that we can uh keep these seasons feeling fresh and new and and i think next season we're gonna have to come up with something new something fun something exciting that you guys will uh enjoy listening to and and really uh look forward to each week so we're gonna go back to the drawing board a little bit um we're also gonna figure out a way to kind of get jordan back on here because we started this together obviously and we want to we want to finish or not finish it but we want to keep this going together so um if that means recording on a very bizarre night Frick, let's do it, man. I, I, I we've got to get Jordan back. We got to get, uh, we got to get Polly to, um, stop being so busy, and then we can kind of just make this thing right, right? So, uh, I appreciate every single one of you listening and uh, making it through all the way to the 28 minute mark now. I think it is, and uh, I appreciate everything uh, you guys have done in terms of 
you know, listening and, and, and the, the Ascension Podcast Network. I, now I'm kind of really talking to the Ascension Podcast Network here, guys. You guys are amazing, amazing to work with. Case, uh, Kev, um, Jude. Sorry, Jude. I, that was my brain kind of like died there. Uh, Dan Lobax behind the scenes, guys. Please, Dan is the man. He gives us all the artwork. Um, and Jordan, you know, always always getting a guest when we need a guest. Guy's freaking clutch. Uh, he's game six, Jordan. Um, and then Polly as well. Polly's always been uh, very good at, at what he does. He's an amazing host when he gets on here, and he he's kick ass. So you know, and at the end of the day, guys, uh, love each other. Uh, don't take sports too seriously. And uh, that's it. Peace and love.